Today is the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church, and I'd like to share a few things about prayer tonight. Uh, first, I want you to have a good attitude and rejoice a lot, and that's what we did, and we have a good attitude, amen? We, we have the Spirit of God with us, and the fellowship of the Trinity the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We enjoy having Pastor Chris Moore with us here this weekend, right down front. And uh, we're really glad Michael Staples and Suzanne, here they are, what faithful people they are. We love you guys. We're glad that Jesse Fires is happily married. There he is back there with a big smile. Let's look at Psalm 91, verse 1. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So what is the secret place of the Most High? What is that, the secret place of the Most High? Turn to uh, Matthew chapter 10. Verse uh, uh, 38. He that takes not his cross and follows after me is not worthy of me. He that finds his life shall lose it. He that loses his life for my sake shall find it. He that receives you receives me. He that receives me receives him that sent me. He that receives a prophet, the name of a prophet, shall receive a prophet's reward. He that receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. The secret place of the Most High, we have, we have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. These three are one. They are one. And we are, we are brought in to that presence, the presence of God, and have fellowship with God. Your life, I have died, we have died, your life is hid with Christ in God. Colossians 3 teaches us that. For your life is hid with Christ in God. Are we in Christ? Yes, Yes, we are. Do we have fellowship with the Father? Yes, Yes, we do. Do we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us? Yes, we have. Well, then why, why do we struggle with... Why do we struggle with ourselves? Why do we struggle in life? 
why do we struggle with our our self-life, our self-absorption, or self-occupation, or boredom. Let's turn to Matthew 6, please. Here's prayer. Chapter 6, verse 6. But thou, when you pray, enter into your closet. What is a closet? Yeah, it's a secret place. It's a it's a place where nobody else is. Are you alone in the closet? There's not room. I mean, you enter into your closet. When you pray, you're alone. And this meaning, the meaning here, is when you pray, you enter into the into a secret into your own space. Nobody is there. And that's where people have their problems. Because they have a very hard time being alone. Because if I am not in the presence of God, then I I feel that I am wasting my time. Or I feel that I am alone and that's not good. I need some noise, background noise. I need people talking. Sometimes in, if I'm in a, alone in a house... I would have turned the TV on just to have the background noise or put on music or, you know, something like that. But you put that, you put that up to what prayer, prayer is. Prayer is presence. Prayer is presence of God. Prayer is I can go into a closet and be alone and it's okay. I don't have any noise. I don't have another person to talk to. It's okay, because I have God. But God, like, how do you touch God? Or how is God in the room with you? How is he in the room with you? He is. Because, like Matthew 10 says, if you take up your cross, you gain your life. You gain the presence of God through the cross. But if I love my life, then actually I'm alone without God. Yes, I'm saved. I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about this exercise of faith and prayer. Yeah. Enter your closet. That means that I'm alone with God. Well, how does that work? It's in my mind. It's in my heart. It's in my spirit. Then the next part of it is this one. It's a very good one because there's two things here. One is closet and the other one is shut the door. Verse uh, 6. And when you have shut the door, shut the door. One, two. What does shut the door mean? It means uh, exclusivity and inclusivity. You know, you ever think of a fence? You know, here, here's a, the idea of a fence. And uh, what is a fence? It is inclusive and exclusive, isn't it? 
and you're in, in here, and there are things on the outside and there are things on the inside. And in prayer, there are things that are on the inside and there are things that you exclude. You shut the door. You shut the door to your in your mind. In your mind, you filter. That's out. This is in. Well, what is it? What is it that is in? It is the meditation that is acceptable. It is the person of God that you respond to in your heart. You receive and respond. You receive and you respond. It's a relationship. And it sounds mechanical, and I don't mean it mechanical, though it sounds mechanical, but I mean it like, you know, anything you love, and if you're in the presence of your dog, that you love your dog, there's there's initiation response, there's relationship with a friend or a child or your spouse or, and with God, the God, God has made himself available. And our part is the cross. Because the cross means there's something excluded that's not accepted in God's presence. My flesh is not accepted in his presence. It's not about us. It's about him. It's about love and truth. And our minds aren't this way. Isaiah 55 says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. So so what is Jesus saying? My thoughts are not your thoughts. So when you pray, come into the closet and shut the door and be in my presence and think my thoughts and relate to my person. And enjoy my, my person, my thoughts, my heart, my purpose, my plan. Enjoy me. And you will gain your life. But if I, if you're, if we're out here in the, in the, in life, no closet and no shutting the door, what do you think is going to happen? Let me repeat it. I'm in a natural life. I have no closet, and I don't shut any door. What do you think is going to happen to me in regards to prayer? What will happen? My prayers will be, save me, help me, answer me. I need the parking spot near the... I need, you know, a thousand dollars. I need... A better car, help me pray, I say my prayers. And that that's fine, I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying there is such a thing as prayer that is so enjoyable, that is so real, that when people find it, it actually shakes their life and they become absolutely moved by the reality of it. And they go, wow, I am literally in the very presence of Almighty God. And he is hearing me. 
He is hearing me. Two things that we missed, we have mistakes about regarding prayer. One is time. We think prayer is about time. How long did you pray for? How much have you prayed? How much? It's, that's time and also frequency of prayers. These are two things that are commonly, but I want you to think about this for a few minutes. What about we're in the presence of God and we're praying a couple more words here. We're, we'll keep this in mind. Okay, we'll come back to that. We're praying in his, in his name. In his name. It's big. We pray in his name. You know what it means to me? I don't hear time or frequency. I hear in his name. And what I hear is intensity. I hear authority. That's what I hear. When you pray, you pray in his name. Wow. I am praying in his name. Thank you, Jesus. We have authority with God. How much should you pray? I don't know. How often have you prayed? I don't know. I pray. pray. I'm just in the closet. I've shut the door. And that means stuff. In my mind, I've shut the door. And right now, I'm not occupied with that stuff. That's not my business. I'm in the presence of Almighty God. And I'm praying in his name. And that moves mountains. In his name, the second thing that we read in the scripture is that we pray in the spirit. Another phrase for intensity. It could be very simple and quiet. But you are in communion with God in the spirit. And you ask... And when you say amen, you are serious about it. In Jesus' name, amen. That's how we do it. That's beautiful. I really believe this is the this is International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. And I believe that our sisters and brothers in the world, they need prayer. And I have to be, I I really believe, maybe just to make a contrast here, that I really believe that um, that this fellowship that we have in God, this one, is, is very different from when I'm alone on the outside, and I maybe, in a religious way, say prayers. A lot of times we quit when we have this kind of, prayer life. But we have this kind, we, 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 are, we are moved by it. We pray, and, and, it, and we're in it. We're in the presence of God. This man here, he, he, he knows he should pray, 
but he's not so excited about it. He knows he should pray, um, but he doesn't want to be unrealistic. He doesn't want to pretend, but it's not so real to him, so he quits. Yeah, I know I should pray for the people in Iran, in North Korea, and other places, but to be honest, I can say those prayers, but they are a little bit mechanical. And, and Jesus said, yeah, I know. I know, I know what that, I know what you're saying. But if you, if, if you could go into the closet and shut the door and wait upon me, meditate upon me, relate to me, respond to me, love me, thank me, I will give you prayers. And the Holy Spirit will intercede in you and through you. And you will say prayers. And these prayers are the prayers of Elijah prayed those prayers. You remember in James 5? And he says in praying, he prayed. Praying, he prayed. It's something like this in the Greek. It's like he prayed fervently. It's translated in King James. But in praying, he prayed. That's like this one here, uh, this uh, picture here. He was in the very presence of God praying, and in his praying, he prayed, and it was done. And rain came. I heard about a governor in Georgia. This is some years ago. There was a drought in, the, in Georgia, America, in the southeast, and um, the governor called for prayer, and it prayed that day. And it had him prayed for, I don't know, 60 days or something. There was a problem, and, but he called for prayer, and he prayed, and it happened. When, when Paul was saved, uh, the, the Lord said to Ananias, um, go and pray for Saul, for he prayeth. Yeah. So there is a prayer. It's for all of us. I don't think any, anybody, we're not talking about anybody has a corner on it or better than somebody else, but I'm just trying to help us as I think about it myself and think about this kind of prayer where you actually could be so excited about it because in, in his presence is the fullness of joy. In the secret place of the Most High, he abides under the secret. How does it go? He that abides in the secret place of the Most High, what? Okay. <laughs> I couldn't hear it. He that abides in the secret place of the Most High will what? Abides under the shadow of the Almighty. See, oh, you guys are awesome. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Under the shadow of the Almighty. Wow. I would love it if you and I would, would find this kind of prayer as a way of life. And, you know, I, I've got this little piece that provoked me in the message tonight. There are two perils to be avoided. One is emotional unreality. And I have had that. Like, I could get worked up about something, but it's emotional, and I'm not sure that it's real. You know, we have to pray for this and kind of work up about it and so on, but it may not be real. And I can't live in that. 
The other is intellectual preoccupation. An earnest believer whose religious enthusiasm found expression in service for the church and humanity was convicted of prayerlessness. He earnestly resolved to spend half an hour a day, every day in private prayer. At the end of a month, he gave it up because he could not endure the sense of unreality. He could not talk or meditate half an hour every day when there was no one there. There was not only no sense of a presence, but there was a very real consciousness of an absence. There can be no experience of heart speech and soul fellowship without a consciousness of God's presence. The soul cannot keep up an emotional make-believe day after day. That's why we quit praying. Guys, we are kind of alone and feel it. And we kind of make it up and we say it kind of mechanically or I do it religiously, but then we kind of quit it because I can't be unreal. Uh, so my answer, our answer, our biblical answer to this problem, to that man, if he was sitting here, who quit, quit it, we would say, don't give up, but don't pretend. Be very honest. If you don't feel God's presence, tell him. Talk to God. Relate to God. God is not a liar. God is for you. Wait upon him. Listen to him. Meditate upon what he says. Mix faith with it. This is real. This is real. This is the Lord speaking to us. And in, in his presence, in the secret place of the Most High, you will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And God will be saying to you in your heart, I am answering your prayer. I am with you. Rejoice in me. In my presence is the fullness of joy. I hear you. I answer you. I initiate to you. Respond to me. Accept what I say. Be stirred up in the reality of who I am. You are talking to God, the only wise God. That is how we stay out of being familiar. This is like very pro common problem, this one here. This is a common thing in the Christian faith, that people go through the motions and they don't have the experience. But you are people, you and I are people that labor to be in the secret place of the Most High by relating to him in our heart, taking up the cross and bringing to him everything and trusting him and responding to him, waiting on him, reading the scripture, believing and asking. And we ask and we receive. And that's amazing. Thanks for your amazing prayers. I believe that if we can live this way all our lives, there's no good thing he will withhold from us. There's nothing he will hold back. He will answer us. He will visit us. He will help us. He will visit us. He will answer us. And we will have this compulsion and desire in our hearts. We'll not quit because we're bored. We'll be motivated even more 
because we're excited about him in our hearts. Amen. Let's see, Pastor uh, James Bryson. James Bryson. Pastor James Bryson. Wow, thank you, Pastor. That was an exceptional word about prayer. Um, and so um, I'm just here to give greetings, uh, greetings from Edgewood, uh, Grace Life Community Church. Um, it's really um, your prayers that cover us and that carry us, and your prayers are why we're there today. Your investments from the church here as well as from NBCNS, um, we're there because of prayer. We're there because of prayer. So we just thank you, uh, first and foremost, uh, for your prayers. Um, we are running into a lot of obstacles in Edgewood, uh, some of which uh, are good problems to have, um, like a lack of space. Um, <laughs> and so now we're in the process of uh, trying to rent out the building behind us so we have more space uh, for the kids. Um, and as well as for different ministry opportunities. Um, one of our prayers is that we're praying about having the Bible college, maybe one or two classes. Um, and it's going to be a bridge for M- to MB- NBCNS here. And so it's a way for us to encourage people in their faith, to build them up in the word of God. And, um, and so we're just excited about that. Um, sorry, I'm a, I'm a little, you know, this is not my spiritual voice. I actually have a cold, so I don't want you to think I'm trying to talk spiritual. You know, sometimes the pastors, they try to talk spiritual. This is, I have a cold, so just FYI, this is not the normal voice, but, <laughs> um, and, uh, amen, amen. Um, you know, uh, you know, we see many different families coming out. Uh, the church is growing by the grace of God and God adds according to the need of the body. And God sees the need in Edgewood, and he's adding to his church. It's not Pastor James, you know. And we have some amazing team members, but it's the grace of God. It's the spirit of God. It's the finished work message, amen. It's the finished work message that God is adding to his church. And so I just want to, you know, formally thank a couple people. Uh, Pastor Schaller, um, he was one of the men I reached out to when I uh, when I believed God was calling me to to go to Edgewood, and he said, why won't you do it? And I was like, it's like, let's, let's slow down. Let's, uh, I was just, I was just asking a question. I, I didn't, I didn't know you was going to say, let's go for it, you know? And, um, Pastor Ronaldo Brown, um, another huge encouragement, Pastor Chabelli. I remember going out on the streets in, uh, East Baltimore with Pastor Belly. He just constantly dumping his life into me, like, you know, encouraging me and he discipled me in a great way. So thank you so much, Pastor. And, uh, Pastor Ken, as many others, as many others. It took a lot to disciple me. It's a lot of work here. Okay. This isn't a one man job. This is, it took the whole body, you know. And so, 
And so once again, uh, I just give greetings and uh, just let you know that we covered your prayers. God is doing a great work. We have amazing team, amazing pastors. We were able to ordain our own pastors at Grace Life Community Church, ordain deacons. Uh, we have a teen night for the teens on Friday. Uh, prayer. We have prayer every other Saturday. Uh, outreach. It's so much. I mean, and, and, and this is the roots. The roots are here. And we're standing on your shoulders. So thank you. Uh, thanks again. Thanks again. And so um, now I'm going to pray for the offering. <laughs> so let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you. Lord, we commit our resources unto you. Lord, it's for your glory. Lord, you receive the glory with our resources. Lord, bless this offering and bless the rest of this service. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Okay, this is a great, great topic tonight. Praying in the Holy Spirit. And uh, we're going to conclude tonight with some prayer. Um, before we do that, I uh, just want to say a few words. But where could we be challenged to a place or encouraged to a place where we can actually pray like this and have these thoughts? This is not natural. The Holy Spirit is moving in our hearts to actually have this opportunity of this activity in our lives and to see the fruit of it and to see the value of it and the intimacy of it with God. This is really an incredible wave that we're hearing today of, uh, of motivation, of our eyes being opened to this, this opportunity of prayer. And I was thinking, where could I be told about this, that this is actually a part of life, and actually to be maybe weaned from that mechanical means of prayer. And like this is something we're continually saying, God, please, God, I want that. I desire that. I'm thankful that we have such an emphasis on prayer. And really, no one should be condemned, obviously, but um, it is something, it's a desire in our hearts to, to have what we're talking about tonight. Um, actually, you know, one of, just Pastor Chris is here, but one of my greatest pictures in my mind is that encourages me. It happened in where Pastor Chris used to live in the neighborhood where I lived, but he was going around the neighborhood up and down the streets like, praying and worshiping God and um, like, you know, lifting his hands and lifting his voice and and somebody called the cops on him. <laughs> and it, it, that was a true story. It really did happen. But it's in my mind and it's like, it, it is, it is, it's literally one of those things where like, like, you know, I, you say, I want that or I desire that or, you know, I, I, I want to have that in my life. I've got this little thing around my house when I walk around four corners. I have like different, you know, stations of prayer, you know, around the house. You know, it's like then uh, you can stop and you can pray at different corners. I just want to share a couple verses here. 
First uh, Peter chapter three. It's about prayer, verse seven. Likewise, you husbands dwell with them. This means wives, according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life. Speaks about honor, speaks about unity, it speaks about oneness. And what happens? That your prayers be not hindered. And this isn't just, you know, a a small area of our life in, in marriage, but it's in all areas of our life. To develop this confidence of this, the spiritual man that is actually praying. You know, the carnal man, you know, saying, oh, oh, get me out of this trouble shouldn't just be our prayers or I, you know, I wish I didn't do that or will you forgive me again, God? But we can actually have a spiritual man prayer and live in the spiritual life. And it says this in verse 12, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous. The eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, like he sees him in his closet. And his ears are open unto their prayers. It's amazing. And then there's a resistance to those that are evil. But it's, it's beautiful to live in righteousness, to suffer for righteousness' sake, and have the prayers of a righteous man. And see them avail much and have this, this confidence that comes from a righteous life and praying to God and asking God. I just want to close in the word just in Revelations chapter four, uh, ch- chapter five actually. Just I'm going to read a few verses here. Just a few words we love to say. It's, this is John. In the spirit, this is John on the Isle of Patmos, but in the spirit, and these amazing things are happening in his life. And he said, and I saw on the right hand of him that sat on the throne, that's God, a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no man in heaven nor in earth, neither under the earth, was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. This is John, and I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. And one of the elders said unto me, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah. The root of David hath prevailed to open the book, to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as it had been slain. I just love that picture of a lamb. He's still slain. What an identity he carries forever. Having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came 
And he took the book out of the right hand of him that sat on the throne. And when he had taken the book and the four beasts and the four and twenty-four elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials. These are the full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints. They reached heaven. They were men in a closet, women in a closet. And their prayers went to heaven, and they reached heaven, and they went into vials from the saints. Prayers are remembered. Prayers work. Prayers go upward. Prayers don't have to bounce off the ceiling. They can continue to heaven, and they do. The prayers of a righteous man. The prayers of the saints. And they sung a new song. Sometimes that happens after prayers. And they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood. Here it is. Out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. This is the scope by the grace of God, our ministry. Every nation, every tongue, every kindred. And he has made unto us our God and kings and priests. And we shall reign on the earth. Wow, we got some activity to do. We're priests and we're kings and we reign on this earth. As we just finished the chapter, and I beheld, well, maybe I won't, I'll just skip, but look, and I saw in verse 6, chapter 6, verse 1, and I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals. Like, I just love thinking of that, that Lamb that was slain. And he's the only one worthy to open up this book with the seven seals on it, the title deed, the kinsman redeemer. Um, what does it have to do with prayer? He's the one that we go into fellowship with, the lamb that was slain, this almighty one we speak to. We're, we're in his presence. He's the redeemer of every nation, every kindred, and every tongue. I just want the, the, maybe the foreign students, if they could come up here, please. If you could come up here, please. If you're a foreign student and you're here in Bible college, come on up. Uh, Pastor Mohib also, if you could come up, please, and be with us, okay? Uh, just as they come up, was able to uh, recently be with a church from the Far East, just on a, on a, like an internet call and, and, and just to see and, and to know the, the, the struggle that they go through to actually assemble and to somehow, like we assemble here together and look how much encouragement we received tonight. It's like we just, we're, we're, we're in another world. We're, we're, we're so encouraged. We're so filled with like, uh, 
uh, this, the, these thoughts, the Holy Spirit wants to teach us. We gather together. We're with our friends. And they're not able to do that because of persecution. Just think of what we get from gathering together. And I just think that's one of our prayers for, for, for people. And it, there's so many countries where you cannot gather together where you're, 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 you could say there's, there's fear. There's, there's fear, uh, of, of gathering together. Um, people have to hide to gather together. People have to um, be in secret when they gather together. People have to not tell a family member when they gather together. This gathering together is, is so important in our lives. Here you see, you know, kindred, tongue, nation coming from Poland. Um, uh, we have uh, India. We have uh, uh, South Korea, Finland, Hungary, Albania, India, and Finland. Isn't that amazing that we go into the world and we're thinking, you were thinking in prayers for the world, you know, to go. We have a Bible college that teaches and it gives us a word in our heart and we're, we're praying about going, you know, into another nation, into these nations to encourage the saints, you know, because we really do believe that what there was a lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. And that he's the redeemer of people's souls. And so tonight, just, uh, I'm gonna have Pastor Mohib, if you could come over, maybe. Um, maybe just pray for, uh, churches, but just, just as we, the, the message that we heard tonight, like, like personally, like I'm just saying, I, I want that. You know, I, I want that in my life. I don't want the mechanical. I want the, you know, where I'm, I'm, the door is shut. And may, you know, may, may our prayer be for, for a prayer life. Have you ever had that prayer? Have a prayer for a prayer life. Oh God, give me a prayer life. And may our prayers corporately send up prayers to heaven that are in the vials. They count. They change somebody's life. They bring us salvation. They change the situation. They, 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 uh, reverse something that is, that is evil. May God give us like that authority. They affect the, uh, a family. They affect, uh, a community. They affect a, a city. They affect a, you know, a nation. You know, may our prayers, you know, like pray for the uh, the harvest field for the, the they're white and ready for harvest. May our prayers pray for that in any every way we can in any way we can. They're, they can be so diverse here. And just uh, how we can be involved in the work of God in prayer, and also just this just this this abundance this abundance this fullness in our life. That we can ask that for God to, for us personally, for us personally to have. It's not to, it's not to bless me. It's, it's that I'm personally in the presence of God. So we're just thinking of the persecuted church and maybe Pastor Mohib, if you could just pray for the persecuted church today. All right. Thank you, Lord, for just, um, You send us as a lamb in the midst of 
wolf, God, just we pray for our brothers and sisters and countries and places. Maybe they don't have the privilege to be free to express faith in Christ, uh, to worship openly. Um, they are in fear, worries. Just got cover believers maybe in a place like Pakistan or places in India. Um, some pockets in the Middle East, God, just uh, believers in areas where there's war also, God, just conflicts. Give them comfort. Uh, give them the realization that when they speak, that their Heavenly Father is speaking through them. When they are brought before councils and courts, when they are facing humiliations, God, just really give them the comfort, give them the wisdom. Uh, Christ sent his disciples as sheep in a world filled with wolf. God, just really, they took that word to heart. Uh, they experienced persecution. God, just really guide, give wisdom, timely wisdom, that how people will live out their faith in these places, give them creativity. Uh, as to how to go about living the the life of faith in all wisdom among those who are without God. Just really we pray for just thinking about people in maybe Bhutan, places that they are closed, nobody can come in, nobody can go out. Just uh, what is an amazing mystery that they can just believe in your son, uh, come to that realization and just uh, having that comfort of faith. Uh, just uh, maybe they don't even have enough biblical education to realize there's actually someone is praying for them, God. Just But they have the Holy Spirit that can comfort them. Yes, God. Just really, we lifted these prayers in Christ's name. Amen. Okay. Amen. Amen. Just thinking of that, that film that we saw this morning. Maybe my prayers can affect a child. Maybe my prayers can establish an orphanage. Maybe my, my prayers can deliver a girl from being trafficked. Maybe my prayers can encourage a a pastor to have wisdom from subtle persecution or direct persecution. Maybe my prayers could start a church in a Muslim nation. Maybe my prayers could bring students from a persecuted area around the world to Bible college in Baltimore. Maybe my prayers could affect a church in Pakistan and protect them from danger, from uh, eradication. Maybe my prayers could do that. Put a face... 
put a face to your prayers. Let's dream dreams of prayers as we as we pray. Um, as we heard the message tonight, God, please give us a prayer life. Teach us to pray. Please teach us to pray. God, to close the door in the closet and pray to our Father in heaven. God, we thank you. We thank you we're in a place where we can be encouraged to talk to you, to listen to you. God, to speak to you, to have a conversation with you. God, thank you. Thank you for what you did in our hearts tonight, God. We thank you. Thank you. Bless Bob Siegel as he goes to uh, Brazil. God bless his, uh, his ministry, his life, his abundant life to share there. God, give him secrets in his heart to share and put secrets in his heart that he keeps forever. God, we thank you. We thank you that we are saints and that we send prayers to heaven in vials. And they're stored there, God. They're stored there. They're remembered there. We thank you, God, in Christ's name. Amen.